0: Hey everybody, it's Joe. It's been a while since I've done an episode. I'm sorry for the inconsistency in this. Um, I think a lot of it is I haven't been as focused on getting a message out there. I've been more focused on my Personal life doing some things uh, to open up the flow of money into my life, um, freeing myself from financial struggle. And uh, it's, I've been getting some progress there, and I'm really happy with the progress I have. Um, You know, I'm not really scared for lack of money anymore. I've definitely let go of that, Um, and more is flowing into my life, so I can feel a lot more free and able to create stuff for you guys. But I just want to uh, take this time to recognize that uh, I haven't been as consistent, and I've seen my followership go down a little bit, and I'm I'm sorry about that. I understand that you guys listen to me for a reason, and uh, you you want to be able to trust that I create content, that more is coming out. Uh, Otherwise, why the hell would you follow me? Um, I want to give a big shout-out and thank you to my followers, uh, especially the ones on Patreon. Uh, you guys have stuck with me through thick and thin uh so thank you for that uh nick and jeff i really appreciate that nick and jeff are my uh two current patreon supporters um and uh, i know a lot of you guys have been thinking about it so um go ahead go to patreon.com slash the spot of joe t-h-e-s-p-o-t-o-f-j-o-e uh and um and subscribe uh you get a shout out uh on my website which is undergoing revisions right now um as well as uh discounts on the web store and um i will be putting up uh the mugs soon um i i stopped that idea at one point because i was thinking about changing the name from the spot of joe to the renaissance man podcast which i did uh, in the past, but I decided to not do that, I like The Spot of Joe better, um, and The Renaissance Man Podcast, The Renaissance Man Network Show, whatever, uh, I like that name, um, but The Spot of Joe is cooler, I just, it's, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's me, it feels a lot like me, um, and it also is connected to a, a, a family story that we have in my family that, uh, I'm sure I'll share at one point, um, so the mugs will be up soon. And existing patrons will get them as a thank you. Um, and in, in the future, uh, there will be a Patreon level where you get that, uh, that mug um, as part of that, pay- that monthly donation. Probably if it's, I think, I think, $20 a month and up, something like that, you'll get the mug uh, for free. And then maybe higher... Higher levels, you'll get the mug. Uh, maybe a few mugs, like one for your friend, and one. You know, maybe if I do 50, but like three, get three mugs. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, but I, but I'll I'll make those changes in the coming weeks to the Patreon. And uh, so and even right now, I don't I don't have it up officially. But uh, if you sign up and give more than twenty dollars a month, and once your first payment goes through, just remind me, reach out, message me on Patreon, and. I'll make sure to get you that mug, even though it's not officially listed as a Patreon benefit. Um, just because I'm announcing it now, I'll anyone who hears this uh, and and signs up and gives their first payment of twenty dollars a month, whenever that goes through, I'll send it to you. Oh, all right, that's a lot of talking. Um, um I just wanted to take this episode to do a little idea play and philosophizing around um, following your passion. Um I'm here in uh at um the the lift sorry at the Austin Bergstrom International Airport in the lift staging area um which essentially just means I'm uh going to I'm in I'm I'm in the the apartment lot in the queue to pick up somebody from the airport uh, but apparently I've got 30 to 45 minutes or more to wait uh, so I'm taking the time to reach out to you. Normally I don't do, normally I don't do uh, airport things, but today's really slow and and it's about to pick up for the evening. But I've got like an hour or two before the Saturday evening rush picks up, and I'm taking this opportunity to reach out and make some content for you guys, um, and 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 just do some some idea play on something that I know a lot of people. Really care about uh, most people who who reach out and um, comment to me on the podcast do so because they're inspired uh, or not not even just the podcast but the things they do they're inspired by my message of uh, be your own person and uh, do what you want to do and um, I love this message it's 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 a direction that I've been going in my life for a while and a value that I've held, held. and. Um, but I'm conflicted. Uh, another podcaster, uh, I don't know if you guys know The Jordan Harbinger Show. Um, he's produced by Podcast One. Um, I, I interviewed Marnie Kinris and was also on her podcast, The Eskimo Woman Podcast, and those two have done some collaborations. Uh, he, hes I, I respect the hell out of this guy. Um, he's he's got some great content. Uh, has some amazing people on his podcast. Uh, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and one of the things we definitely do not see eye to eye on is um, the philosophy of following your passion. And uh, he's a lot more practically minded. I'm a lot more idealistically minded. Um, more, I have more of a of a visionary mindset. Where, okay, this is the ideal, I think it's best that we all follow the ideal and do as much as we can to bring the ideal into existence here, right? What is our ideal? Let's strive towards an ideal. He's very much more of a practically minded person. He's like, okay, well, this is what I can realistically do. Let's be realistic about this and be as practical as we can. And I, I tend to pl- a cr- clash with practical people and he he did an episode once which got me thinking it really it really helped me solidify my view and, and question myself uh, because it was a podcast all about why it's wrong to go after your passion and I had a lot of deep issues and I messaged him and, and we had a, a little bit of a, of a debate uh, about this um, about you know what what is important when it comes to going to following a passion what is not important how how do we how do we um how do we evolve in the world and and so i just think it's important and i might get some guests on to talk about this more in depth but is it beneficial to follow your passion and if everyone follows your passion can we can society still function um, because a lot of people are like well if everybody acts this way is that sustainable You know, you don't want to necessarily act a certain way if only you can act that way and nobody else can. I mean, like, it's kind of like, well, if, if, if I don't really give a shit about pollution and I just pollute, you know, throw my trash in the road. Well, maybe if one person does that, it's not a problem. But if everyone does that, it's a problem. So then there's a question. If I follow my passion then okay well no industries are gonna fail and but if everyone follows their passion then I mean what if nobody wants to I don't know um, what if nobody wants to go and do and deliver the mail what if nobody wants to make food like who's gonna do that if nobody if that's nobody's passion and so it's got me thinking because I'm like okay well sure on the micro level it's a thing, but if I'm going to promote it, how do I know that I'm actually helping the world on a macro level if I'm going to be an advocate for following your passion and enable people to follow their passion? Um, one of the things I want to bring up is what's, what was the workforce of, say, 3,000 years ago like? And I'm talking about, and I don't know specifically 3,000 years ago, but just like in general, in, in a long time ago in history. Because even even a while ago, there are ebbs and flows of advanced civilization, and then more uh, you know regressions and advancements and regressions. Let's just go to ancient Egypt. Uh, we know there were slaves. I'm not an Egyptian historian. I'm not an expert in this. So if and if I'm wrong, please message me and I'll correct. I'll I'll I'll, I'll create a statement of what I got wrong and, and apologies and, and correct myself in future episodes if I get any of this wrong. From what I understand, there were slaves. Um, and in some portions of history slaves were treated well, uh, in other portions of history they weren't, and it also depends on who, who, who was your master. If you were a slave, some masters would, would be horrible, and some masters would be quite uh, compassionate actually. But the thing is, you didn't have any, any, any freedom. You weren't able to own certain types of property, uh, you weren't able to have freedom, um, and you didn't have uh, rights, you just had a, a debt to your master right so there's there's slavery right and so slavery now we look back at slavery and we say okay this is horrible this is something that we should never have done and rightfully so um we we regret that at least in america we regret that it was ever a thing, and you know also other places in the world it was a thing and they regret it they're like well we've moved past that um but if you zoom back to the mindset of a slave owner or a slave when it was normal like you know in ancient egypt it was normal it was the thing that everyone did it was it was a uh, society's standard said this was something that's okay it's totally fine this is okay so okay you think of, you think about a slave a slave is like okay well you know i am not in the class that's a master so let me find the best master to serve and then serve him right and then you have a slave master is like well you know i I need some stuff done, and I'm happy to provide uh, a place for somebody to work and, and, you know, provide them with with their basic needs. Um, I might be wrong about this, but it would make sense if a master was like, okay, um, you know, if the situation was, it was work in exchange for a place to stay and, um, you know, food and just basic needs being met. But you have to be serving to the master. Um, and you fast forward to something that was uh, that happened in several societies uh, I don't recall exactly which ones but indentured servitude where it's like okay you have a debt that you're paying off to somebody and you and you don't have the money so you're paying off your debt with work you're paying off your debt by by giving up your freedom and working for the person you're indebted to that happened in several societies it's illegal nowadays and um, in in, in in America, indentured servitude is illegal, at least when you call it that. Um, but that's, that's what it is. And so you have, you have, it was is a little bit better because at, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. It was like slavery, but at the end of the tunnel, you're free and you don't have to do this. You're paying off a debt, but you are legitimately a free person. And at the end of the tunnel, you can realize that. Now, of course it was abused. Some, sometimes it was more of a, sleight of hand and uh, bait and switch like it was never really achievable but you know if it was achieved it was a step up from slavery slavery with hope and sometimes achievement um and then even more recently of course there's you know say say in the great depression there's uh you know no slavery is no slavery but but uh um there was work and so You you gave up your freedom. Well you didn't necessarily give up your freedom because you could quit a job, but that was a thing. You you said, okay, I will do this for you, boss. And boss was like, okay, cool. If you just do this for me, I will give you this amount every single hour, or every single task, or every single X. I'll give you this amount of money. And then it's okay, great. But then again, that was a thing where you get more freedom because you can quit a job and and find another master, if you will, you have more freedom. But it also wasn't safe, and sometimes um, bosses would still kind of take advantage of you by, by changing the incentive program, changing the hours on you, just kind of fucking it up. And you'd be like, oh, oops, we, we actually need you to work this many hours, and I'll still pay you the same per hour, but if you can't work this many hours, i got to find somebody who can. And then, like, you know, you're working 60 hours a week, um, building skyscrapers and you know your friends might accidentally fall from the rafters and die and then you're like oh crap I don't want to do this anymore I don't have any sleep I'm so drowsy and you know your quality of life you could still hold somebody hostage by being like okay well oh crap you need to work 40 hours 50 60 hours or or you're not worth it to me because other people will um, and then you know after a while that became not okay you know there were unions that were organized. You know. Uh, construction uh, workers' unions, where it's like you have to you have to uphold these standards of life, and there are more there was more power given to the worker, um, and the employer had to cater to that, um, or they would you know they wouldn't find anybody who was willing to lower their standard enough because society had this was the standard of employment, and and it and it just keeps going up. The standard of employment keeps going up. Then it was like okay, employers uh, have to You know if there's full-time and part-time in in america if you do under 30 hours per week it's part-time and over between 30 and 40 um if you're not a small business if you're uh, i don't know what the revenue and or employee requirement is but if it's above a certain amount all four full-time members must have health insurance and dental insurance etc and and that further further increases the power and uh, quality of life of society because the standard raises. Okay, in the Great Depression, you, that wasn't an expectation. If you have, if you do full full time, it was like a privilege. You know, you're 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 being given work, which is a goodness to you. And then over time, it's like well, workers want more. So now it's like you have to be given work and um and and uh, dental insurance and health insurance, etc. And then now, even more so, at certain type, certain high high demand levels with very highly skilled workers, it's like, well, you're you know you need to have some, like maybe a really high high tech company. It's like, oh, subsidize your housing or help you know pay your moving costs, etc. Um, for high demand, um, and then even more recently, there's there's Lyft and Uber, which are heightening the standard that uh, Employees have it's like well. I want freedom. I want total freedom. I'm happy to give you value uh, company that's employing me and giving me money, but I want freedom right so That now we zoom out from that and I know I'm kind of talking fast and just going over it in a, in a little bit of a high level and quick way because I could go definitely more deep but now if you zoom out you see you have a progressive A progressive raising of society's standard of how we treat people who are working giving value to society Um, there's an expectation of yes it's it's necessary to give value to society but recently it's almost like the next rung on the ladder which some people are embracing and some people aren't is like okay well what if I only do what I want to do because and then, and then you know, there are people who are saying, Well, if you only know what you want to do, industry is going to fall apart. If you and nobody's going to want to do garbage collection, nobody's going to want to do this, so how are we going to do it? Um, and it's gotten me a little bit confused because I don't know, I can't, I haven't really asked myself these questions, I haven't answered them for myself because I'm I've been a proponent of do what you love, but I haven't answered all the concerns that people have about that. And now that I'm asking myself, I'm like, Okay, well, let me create a whole philosophy on my own so I can stand my ground and be secure and under- and feeling like I'm, I'm right and advocating for this. And one of the things I'm thinking about is, first of all, automation. Um, the first, I don't know what the first industrial revolution, because people are saying this is technically the third, um, uh, but there's the industrial revolution of the cotton gin. That was a huge revolution, which was one of the huge, the biggest driving forces in, um, liberation of slaves in America, because a lot of them were on cotton plantations, and now that we have this uh, this machine that makes it a lot easier, so much easier to harvest cotton, we need a lot less workers. And so that was a big, um, a big force in liberating the slaves. Uh, it wasn't the only one, of course, but it was a big force in liberating the slaves as the invention of the cotton gin. And then, I don't know if that was... Considered a, a you know a revolution in its own or part of a bigger revolution industrial revolution you know if you look at the history books I don't know but it definitely was a big factor in um, changing the workforce then of course there was the manufacturing and machinery um, you know and steel uh, steel uh, revolution where you have now factory workers working on machinery that. Uh, You know the assembly line, Henry Ford creating the the idea of the assembly line, or at least evangelizing it. I'm not sure if he was the original creator or just the person who was who made it famous and widely used. Um, But that was extremely useful in increasing production and increasing efficiency. So needing less workers produce more output, right? And so that actually put a lot of people out of business, and there were riots in the streets. And it took a while for a lot of people in society to reorganize themselves, because a lot of people who are craftsmen were uh, now obsolete, completely obsolete. It's like it's like you have you have a, a mainframe computer that takes up uh, a ton of energy and like a warehouse, and then uh, personal computers invented. Well, why the hell would you need a mainframe computer? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. For you to 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 use that it's it's completely unnecessary and it's kind of what and and now on the on the horizon first of all there's quantum computing which is becoming um more and more useful uh and it's you know there there are things that are going to be happening with quantum computing in the next maybe decade or two or even three or four that will uproot a lot of the things we have in society um, and then there's also AI, which already is uprooting a lot of the things. Uh, first of all, it's going to, it's poised to replace a lot of call center jobs. Um, lot, the Google's Duplex, which is the Google program that uh, you can ask Google to make you a reservation at a place. And Google will call a human and act like it's a human and really sound like a human and respond like a human, even with the uh... Um, you know that kind of thing with normal pauses, and it'll react normally in conversation. It's kind of amazing if you hear the recordings. You can't tell the difference between that and the person. Um, and then there's also, you know, automated driving replace pretty much every Uber, Lyft, truck driver in existence. How you know how how will they compete when when it's perfect? You know, a lot less accidents, and not gonna get tired. Can work indefinitely. As long as it gets charged like there's almost no no competition um and so you know of course there's people are going to be up in arms about that but also people are going to be a lot more free garbage collection might not you know if you if nobody's passionate about garbage collection well it doesn't really matter because it could be automated and you know shortly once automated driving um is a thing it'll be easy for uh, you know to make a robot that picks up the trash that's going to be super 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 easy So how do we, how do we, um, so that, that, that opens the door for a lot of people to follow, to not do something just because they feel they have to, and to start doing things that make them feel passionate and make them feel fulfilled, which could be something that at this point isn't necessarily possible. And so that, that gives me a bit of fuel in, well, okay, well, not as many industries are poised to fall apart as you think they will, because they don't necessarily need people. You know, AI could go a few different ways. One of the best ways it could go, one of the best ways AI could go, is freeing us to do a lot more of what we like, because it'll do all our dirty work. So that's a great direction that can go. That's a direction I think would be amazing for us to take it. Um, And of course, you know, there's pitfalls that could wipe out humanity... And that's something that people are worried about, but there's, there's a, um, there's a direction that that it, it could take us in, ideally, which is freeing a lot of us to do what we passionately want to do, and it's just the inevitable next rung in the ladder of improving, the, improve, improving our society and our position as a species. So that gives me a lot of a lot of enjoyment understanding that hey. There is a direction in society and a direction in our species that I that I can be a part of. I can sink my teeth into, and I'm really thankful, in a way, to Jordan uh, Jordan, yeah, Jordan Harbinger. I don't know, I almost said Jordan Peterson. Uh, although I am thankful to him for certain ways too. But I'm thankful to Jordan Harbinger for his podcast episode where he dove deep into this concept and questioned it, and he came with a completely different answer, which I don't agree with. But it caused me to question something I'd just taken for granted. It's like, hey, yeah, and I think the reason I'm, I'm taking the reason that I caught this bug of I want to do what I'm passionate about is because it's just the next rung in our ladder as a society. And I was I was born in an age where a lot of the rungs had already been been uh, Climbed by uh, by our forefathers and, and everybody who's been in the workforce for a while, and I feel I feel um, you know kind of am, um, amazed and, and grateful for standing on the shoulders of giants, if you will, um, for all the people in the world who've uh, you know who who advocated, who, who 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 freed. Um, people from slavery, I mean, I'm, I'm Jewish, so thousands of years ago, um, you know, Jews were enslaved and, you know, they were enslaved several times, so it kind of hits close to home as well, but also, um, African Americans in America, um, you know, Africans in Africa with, between the tribes, um, Africans also in 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 Europe and Western Europe and prisoners of war all over the world in every every situation. Now, I mean, of course, there are some countries that still believe it's okay to imprison people um, because of who, which, which country or tribe they belong to. Uh, you know, places like North Korea, and I've heard of others. Um, I I don't know exactly which other countries still do this. I know one might, but I don't want to say, I don't want to make a mistake and be wrong about it. So I'm not going to say that country. But, you know, North Korea for sure still does it. Um, But they're kind of behind the times and they're not the, they're not the, uh, you know, we don't, we, we, most people in the world, almost everybody believes it's wrong to imprison somebody. Uh, just based off what tribe they belong to. Um, and, I, and I think that it's just a natural evolution from slavery to indentured servitude to, uh, you know, to, to workforce, to, uh, you know, workforce with protections and benefits and guarantees to something more akin to um, people existing with within e- around each other and doing, every, doing the things they love, like a, a passionate workforce. Having the... Um, the less savory industries supported by automation, um, so that we can be free to do what we like. And, you know, you don't have to feel bad for treating a robot like it has to work all the time because, I mean, for some reason it's kind of arguable for some people, but if I make my, if I make a robot pick up my trash all the time and I don't pay it, like nobody's, nobody's going to be mad at me. That's fine. That's totally fine. As long as I I maintain it you know it's not like it has a heart or or soul that I'm that I'm hurting it's just there and I built it and I can do what I want with it and it can be my slave but it's it's ethical whereas if I made a person my slave it's not ethical so like that's an interesting concept is if we have robots do all our unsavory work well then we're free to do other things and then it's sustainable that's a big big word and a good word is is it sustainable is it sustainable for us to follow our passions and i think the answer is yes i think that society is going towards that way and it's just the next rung on the ladder of improving the human condition improving our position as a species to do what we want when we want how we want you know um we can do things remotely and travel the world a lot of a lot of companies are now gravitating towards uh allowing remote workers because of the ease of connectivity in a way that's never before been possible um and i think that's awesome and things like uh, companies like spotify allow people anyone to make a business online spotify uh amazon fba fulfilled by amazon you know you you give your stuff to them they have a warehouse they fulfill it you just do all the online stuff uh, you know say what you will about these platforms there's pluses and minuses for sure but you know big commerce uh, click funnels all these all these people are um, and companies uh, and the founders of them are are taking this drive we have now that is finally supported because you know before we were say 10 rungs below where we are now and the next rung was something different but now it feels like the next rung in our society with the quality of life is, to enable people to do what makes them passionate, and I think that's awesome. I think that's great, and I think that that should be um, should be should be uh, evangelized. So those are my thoughts on living passionately and why it's sustainable, and just having a little phlo- philosophy about, around it. Doing some idea play. Uh, you've heard some of my idea play stuff before, and I'm happy to share with you some more idea play stuff. Hope that you enjoyed this. Um, if you want to support me I want to get some more I want to improve my uh, my digs get some better microphones um, you know get some better recording equipment get a better computer so I can bring it around and record there's a lot of improvements I can make so if you want to do that go ahead and subscribe uh, you know as a patron on patreon that's patreon.com uh, forward slash the spot of Joe t-h-e-s-p-o-t-o-f-j-o-e um, and and that will be amazing um i will give you a shout out uh you know i'll probably just give a shout out to every episode of my patrons um if i get too many i'll just give shout outs to the people at the top who have who contribute the most um but for right now i'll just give shout outs to each patron uh shout out to nick shout out to jeff and um if you give five dollars you get shout outs every every week on the podcast or whenever I do it um, you also get a mention on my site which is now under revision so uh, I'm sorry it's not up right now but um, you'll get a shout out on the site and if you give $20 a month or more you get a mug uh, a spot of Joe mug and off if there's anything in particular you think would be cool great I am happy to to provide um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to get in touch with me, you want to suggest something, feedback, uh, you have a particular person you think I should interview, um, joe, at joe at thespotofjoe.com, J-O-E um, at Just email me there, and I will respond as soon as I can. Uh, I have some good contacts that can get me in connection with almost anyone, so don't hold back. I even uh, reached out to Obama at one point to get him on the show. Uh, his team responded to me, which is more than I thought he, they would do. Uh, they said not right now, um, which is fine. I mean, I'm just glad that they responded. So, um, But yeah, so I can essentially connect with anyone. Um, I've gotten some great people on the show, Paralympic snowboarder who won bronze, snowboarding with one leg in Korea this past year uh the original lead penciler and designer for chester the cheetah uh, cheeto Cheetah on the cheetos bag um penciler and animator sorry not penciler and designer lead penciler and designer for chester the cheetah uh, and some more awesome people that uh you know and love and i'm happy to get more on the show so that's pretty cool stuff i'm excited to uh develop more and you know if you want to sponsor this episode cool great um Contact me again, Joe at the spot of And you will, you can be like, yo, I want you to do a 30-second blurb for this much or whatever, you know, or 60-second blurb, whatever you want. Here's a script. Whatever. Uh, talk to me. We'll talk. Numbers. And um, if I think it's if I think it's cool, we'll do it. So, adios.